grievous cultural loss. Connectivity is nothing to be proud of, Sterling ventured. The clearest symbol of poverty, not canniness, not the avant-garde, is dependence on connections like social media, Skype, and WhatsApp. Poor folk love their cell phones, he practically sneered. Affecting princely contempt for regular people, he unsettled the room. To a crowd that typically prefers onward and upward news about technology, Sterling's was a sadistically successful rhetorical strategy. Whorefolk, love their cell phones, had the ring of one of those haughty but unforgettable expressions of condescension, like the Middle Eastern treasure, the dog barks, the caravan passes. Connectivity is poverty, eh? Only the poor, defined broadly as those without better options, are obsessed with their connections. Anyone with a strong soul or a fat wallet turns his ringer off for good and cultivates private gardens, or mod loft spaces like hundreds, that keep the din of the web far away. The real man of leisure savors solitude or intimacy with friends, presumably surrounded by books and film and paintings and wine and vinyl, original things that stay where they are and cannot be copied and corrupted and shot around the globe with a few clicks of a keyboard. Sterling's idea stings. The connections that feel like wealth to many of us. Call us the impoverished, we who brave Facebook ads and privacy concerns, are in fact meager. More meager even than inflated dollars. What's worse, these connections are liabilities that we pretend are assets. We live on the web in these hideous conditions of overcrowding only because, it suddenly seems so obvious, we can't afford privacy. And then, lest we confront our horror, we call this cramped ghetto our happy home. Twitter is ten years old. Early enthusiasts who used it for bar-hopping bulletins have cooled on it. Corporations, institutions, and public relations firms now tweet like terrified maniacs. The ambient awareness that Clive Thompson recognized in his early writings on social media is still intact. But the emotional force of all this contact may have changed in the context of the economic collapse of 2008. Where once it was engaging to read about a friend's fever or a cousin's job complaints, today the same kind of posts and from broader and broader audiences, can seem threatening, encroaching, suffocating. Our communications, telegraphically phrased so as to take up only our allotted space, are all too close to one another. There's no place to get a breath in the Twitter interface. All our thoughts live in stacked capsules, crunched up to stay small, as in some dystopic hive of the future. Or maybe not the future. Maybe now. Twitter could already be a jam-packed, polluted city where the ambient awareness we all have of one another's bodies might seem picturesque to sociologists, but has become stifling to those in the middle of it. In my Bolshevik-for-the-internet days, I used to think that writers on the web who feared Twitter were just being old-fashioned and precious. Now, while I brood on the maxim, connectivity is poverty, I can't help wondering if I've turned into a banged-up street kid, stuck in a cruel and crowded neighborhood, trying to convince myself that regular beatings give me character.
Maybe the truth is that I wish I could get out of this place and live as I imagine some non-digital or pre-digital writers do. Among family and friends, in big, beautiful houses, with precious, irreplaceable objects. The something lost in the design of the web may be dignity. Maybe my dignity. Michael Pollan wrote that we should refuse to eat anything our grandmothers wouldn't recognize as food. In the years I spent at Yahoo News, not content farming exactly, but designing something on a continuum with clickbait, allowing ads into my bio and being trained, as a talking head, to deliver corporate propaganda rather than report the news, I realized I was doing something my grandmothers wouldn't have recognized as journalism. Privately, I was glad neither of them had lived long enough to witness my tour of duty in that corner of the web, doing go journalism.